You're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode number nine, home buying and mold, what you need to know. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now let's get to the episode. everybody. We're back for another episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. And in today's episode, we are talking about home buying and mold, what you need to know. So Steve, you've done, uh, you've had a business where you did home inspections. And I'm curious, is mold testing a part of the typical home inspection? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I know we touched on this in an earlier podcast, but one thing you have to realize, so you're going to buy a home and you hire a home inspector, and you just assume he's going to do mold testing and water tests and all that. Well, do do not assume. Um, I know with my business, my mold, I was looking for mold, but it wasn't a mold inspection during a home inspection, if that makes sense. So it's a it's a totally different inspection if I'm doing a mold inspection versus a home inspection. So I charged extra if you wanted air test because obviously it's cost me money. One thing you got to remember is, is your home inspector is a generalist. His job is to do a non-invasive, meaning he's not going to tear baseboards off or anything. He's going to go in. He's going to do a snapshot of the home. He's just there to find major issues. That way he can recommend you to, let's say, a mold inspector. So if you're in the home buying process and you're going to hire a mold inspector, or sorry, a home inspector, Typically, he's not even certified in mold. I did because that's just the way I built my business the way I did. But make sure you ask him, are you looking for mold? Is, you know, radon testing part of your thing? What about termites? So just don't assume that he's going to inspect for mold. So let me ask you a question about that because when I think back to, to my different home buying experiences, 
I don't even remember if I chose the home inspector. I think everything happened through my realtor. So how do you do that if if you're really leaving it up to your realtor to help you navigate the home inspection process? Well, first and foremost, um, I don't know the laws, but I know in the state of Wyoming, a, a realtor is not supposed to be involved in that process. Obviously, the reason why is a home inspector gets paid to come in and inspect the home. I have no bias. I don't care whether you buy the home or not. I walk into a home and I don't go, oh, you know, this is the wall. I'm going to put this picture on and this is how my office is going to look. This is, you know, beautiful carpet. I don't, I don't look at anything like that. You go in unbiased. You don't care. Like I said, your, your, your vested interest is with the client. So you go in and you're not looking at, you're not reporting on, the color of the walls or nicks in the walls. You're looking for, for big issues. And so when it comes to a realtor, and I know it sounds easy, just let the realtor take care of it, but you need to be very careful because I'm not saying all realtors are this way, but how does a realtor get, how, how do realtors get paid? Their commission. Exactly. So if, uh, if you're a realtor and, and I'm, I'm the buyer and you want to sell the home, are you going to give me the, your top-notch inspectors that you know always find mold or know that report a bunch of stuff? No, I don't want you to find exactly. mold. I want to make my commission. <laughs> exactly. So, and I'm not saying all realtors are that way, but just just think of the the logical thing. They are paid a commission to sell you a home. And you know, if there's any realtors out here that that are listening to this, I'm not trying to knock you one bit. All I'm saying is is you need to hire somebody that has your best interest. And realtors do. I'm not saying none of them do. But just be very careful who they're pointing you to because if you think out of convenience that you're just going to let the realtor take care of everything, I've had clients that that's how it goes. I mean, I'm not going to turn stuff down. But they, they, they never even receive a copy of the report. It's all done through the realtor. So be very careful. You should. This is your home. Your realtor doesn't care what kind of air quality is there after they sold it. It's true. So be, make sure you're always involved in that process. Cause there's, you know, we talked about earlier the scope of work for a home inspector. You know, our jobs as inspectors is to go out in and obviously find the problems and then recommend an expert. So around here we have termite issues. It's not as bad as other places, but as a home inspector, you're going in there and you're looking for termite damage, but you're not a certified termite inspector. So if I find termite damage or insect damage, I refer you to the Terminex guy or whoever. So just make sure that when you're buying a home in this part of the process, you're doing your due diligence to get the right people in there, which once again, that's why even with the home buying process, and I know you think your realtors, your consultant per se, it's a great idea to hire a consultant. Whether it's me or whoever, it's very important to have somebody that, that's walking you through this process saying, okay, you need to do A, B, and C. So I, I think about the home buying process, and I know a lot of us when we're buying a home, especially if it's something like an FHA loan or foreclosure we're super excited to just get through the inspection process, get the all clear, everything's okay, you can close on the home. When it comes to mold, what is it? What is an all clear on mold? Uh, well, it's, so people like to refer to the all clear, which is really, there's no such thing. Um, 
that'd be like saying, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do a radon test and it has to be zero. It's not possible. It's naturally present. So there, there's really ne- not necessarily at all clear. So what we do once we run air tests and we get the results, we do what's we call it a clearance letter or an explanations letter. Because what the lab gives us is, if I handed it to you, you wouldn't really know what what it means. Um, they're just reporting the different mold types and then the concentrations. So they're doing spore counts. And so for us, we look at that and we go, okay, you know, we're looking first and foremost, is there toxic mold? And then at the other molds, we're just comparing those to our baseline and saying, are these at acceptable levels or not? So even when we do mitigation, and we know we have all the mold. Uh, we're running air scrubbers and ozone machines. We run an air test, and there's still mold that comes back. And why is that? Because it's ever-present in the air. Exactly. So unless you're, and, and a lot of people don't think of it that way, but unless you're in, like, say, an operating room um, or just a controlled area where, for the most part, we call it negative air pressure, that all the air is filtered, you're not going to run a test and there's not going to be any mold spore. So, and it, and it's a great question, but I, I hear it all the time and all clear. Well, there's the way I can look at people and I shouldn't say this, but and, and can tell their experience or their level of expertise is when, when a mold inspector says, Oh yeah, we, we got the all clear. There's no such thing. So once we do the air test, like I said, we look at, is there toxic mold? And then we say these mold types that are present are at acceptable levels. So what is, what does acceptable levels mean? Well, so, and once again, this is where it gets kind of tricky because, so when we do mitigation, we're looking at it from a standpoint that we took care of the mold infestation. We ran air tests to verify that. An acceptable level is we compare, let's just say it's Clodosporium. We compare that mold to what, how much, how much Clodosporium was in the, the air outside. Then we look at the levels and then that's where we determine it. So the reason I say it's so complex is just because everything's acceptable, we covered this in an earlier podcast, doesn't mean that you're not having negative health effects from it. Does that make sense? So you can have an allergy to something that's at a normal level. So it's, it's kind of tough to say, well, you know, what's acceptable levels? First and foremost, no toxic mold. And then if the mold spores and counts coincide with our baseline outside, then we say, yes, this is acceptable. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So perfect. So when you think about home buying and the mold process um, and buying a home and then wondering whether there's mold, what do you suggest people do as they're looking at homes to buy? So we, we, we spoke about this actually in the last podcast. Um, you know, if it's a vacant property, and even if it's not vacant, as soon as you walk in, you're going to have that smell. And I, I kind of joke around about it in my last book about, you know, you walk into your grandparents' home and it has that grandparents' home smell uh, to what our, you know, from our experiences. You walk into a vacant home or into the basement and you have that old, or not old, but basement um, stagnant smell. So there's, there's, there's all kinds of different odors. So that's the first thing is, is when, when you walk into the home and it, you can tell the humidity's high, that's something that we don't talk a whole lot about. Um, 
which is it's something that's important. But if you walk in and you can tell it's really humid in there, we're going to the basement. That's another sign like, hey, so I walk through the door. There's this weird smell, even if it's urine. Remember, some molds can smell like urine. Then I go down in the basement. It's like humid down there. I don't know. I don't, I'm not an expert, so I don't know what the humidity levels are. And then you go into a bathroom and you see what you think is mold. That's pretty clear. If you were my client, it's pretty clear that there probably is a mold issue. So, so when you're looking for homes, pay attention to that. Pay attention to the smell. It's never a bad idea. You and I have done it. Every time we went and looked at a home, I had my flashlight with me. And a flashlight obviously is an inspector's best friend, but there's nothing wrong as a buyer. Take a flashlight with you and just tell your realtor, hey, I'm just looking for water stains or any discoloration. So pay attention to those things. And it's not a bad idea. Open the, the, uh, the door below the, the kitchen sink or the bathroom sink and just look down under there and see if you can see mold. And once again, you got to be careful. You can't call it mold. I can't even call it mold. You have to swab it, send it to a lab. Then they say, yes, it's mold. So when you're looking at homes, just there's little minor things that you can really tell. Absolutely. And that's all in the details. So as we wrap up this episode, what's one toxic mold prevention tip that you have for people, especially people who are looking to buy a home? Uh, to prevent the mold? Um, obviously, you're probably saying so that they're not buying a home with mold. Exactly. That what, okay. So <laughs> the easiest way, and of course, you know, we do it as a company, is to, to have a mold inspector come in. And, and don't just have an inspection done. Have air testing done. Um, but keep in mind, air tests, you know, we, we covered this earlier. If, if it, they come back at acceptable levels, then, you know, that's not saying you're never going to get sick from it. So, so obviously the best thing to do is and always hire a home inspector. I don't care if you're buying the home as is. And that, that's usually a lot of people's excuse. Well, we're purchasing it as is. They're not going to fix anything. That's fine. But at least hire an inspector so you know what's wrong with the home. So hire a mold inspector and have air tests run. Perfect. All right. Well, you heard it right there. Hire an expert. All right, everybody. We will catch you on the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.